Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oysters in the turkey, sage in the goose. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I am your host, Barb Hardly, drag queen extraordinaire-ish. And let me introduce y'all to the sage stuffing to my oyster stuffing. Oh, that's a bad gesture. Ethan K. Hi. Hey, Barb. Hi. Uh, I'm you tacky. Are, you are tacky, but you are glamorous. You are straight out of <laughs> the 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 whatever room the showgirls are in and performing in in your pers- oh. respective Vegas hotel. Why, thank you. This is just a little old thing that I paid 30 bucks for on Amazon and then applied a whole lot of feathers and rhinestones to. Uh, I guess, okay, everybody go to YouTube and let's, you gotta go watch our video on YouTube to see the whole shebang. The whole show is here. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got the the feathers on the top and the bottom. And heels. I love <laughs> that you the, record in heels. Yeah. Well, you got to have the full fantasy. Um, <laughs> I was well, literally like a half hour away from recording in my pajama pants because I work from home. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I am also at home, but I just love drag. Um, <laughs> it's exactly what the point of the show is about. Do <laughs> the things you love. Watch Do, um, the things you like. Because who knows, uh, who knows how much longer we got in this crazy world. Um, but I, we can start with a comment that we got on YouTube. Oh, this could be He's, good. This could be bad. No, just the, the surprise hit of the Ozzy and Harry YouTube video, which is, you know, getting a lot of views. Um, it's always the weird old shows <laughs> that get views. I don't know why. Uh, but you remember those because they are a part of our television past, our shared cultural heritage, our and- television heritage, the uh, Nick at night uh, catchphrase. It's true. And I and that's and that's what I was definitely referring to, because <laughs> so much of the com- the country gathered together for these for these these TV shows, especially in the 1950s, when TV was the big thing and you had five networks to choose from. And, you know, these we still remember fondly shows like Donna Reed and Danny Thomas show that have not been on the cultural radar for a number of years, but we still remember them. 
we still remember them. And when we talk about them, it gives it's like water to fans that are in the desert who are like, I really want someone to talk about these shows. And I guess I'll settle for a man dressed as a woman doing half of the talk. (laughs) Well, I think that there I think that shows like Ozzy and Harriet still have fan bases, considering Mm -hmm. it was the longest running sitcom in history, minus The Simpsons. Yeah, that's uh, ridiculous. Also, uh, YouTube viewers get to have the fun of seeing my uh, glove get stuck to my earring and my earring gets stuck to my necklace at the same time. Jesus Christ. What the? F- oh, God. Uh, well, I think this is a good, good enough uh, point to talk well, about. I was, well, I was going to say, so the, the, the comment that we got on the Ozzy and Harriet episode. Okay, I'm free. I'm free from my uh, glamorous prison. That's the problem with wearing big earrings that have danglies. I need to remember that the next time. I buy, um, oh God, bizarre jewelry on Etsy is where I get a lot of my jewels. <laughs> is that B-A-Z-A-A-R or B-I-Z? Oh, it should, wait, uh, it should A-R-R-A. be B-A-Z-A-A, bizarre. No, but it's bizarre. Um, so yeah, no, C on YouTube said, okay, moving my cursor. Uh, great work again. I'm so looking forward to the next episode. That girl is one of my favorites. Oh my god, it's stuck to my glove again. Stop touching your ears. Oh, uh, oh god, no. It's stuck to the other no, one now. Yeah. Okay. You know what? The these are going off. These uh these earrings are done. They're donezo. That's a cut. That's a wrap. Oh, now it's stuck. Jesus. Ugh. See, I wear the gloves because I I, I hate press-on nails. Anyway, thank you, C. I love that girl, too, and I'm very excited to talk about this episode. I'm very excited to figure out what we're <laughs> going to be doing next. Um, uh, we, uh, we we watched that girl. Um, I I have to say, I never saw that girl before, but we, uh, we called it. You called it last week, uh, Brett, and so I'm, I'm glad that we get to do it. I'm glad uh, that people knew we were doing it too. Yeah, <laughs> that means that means you watched to the end of the uh, YouTube video because that's when we talked about it. Yeah, uh, but I think I mean, like, we just want to dive right into it. Yes. Uh, this week we are traveling to November twenty third, nineteen sixty seven. The Jungle Book ruled the box office. Incense and peppermints by Strawberry Alarm Clock topped the charts, and you better believe that's been stuck in my head for the last half hour. <laughs> and ABC aired the That Girl episode. Thanksgiving comes, but once a year. Thankfully, hopefully, if you were looking at the DVD box sets. That's the discrepancy of the titles. Ethan, you must have seen Thanksgiving Comes, but once a year, thankfully, before today. I had just previously announced that I had never seen that girl before this episode. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. I knew about it because I knew uh, Marlo Thomas, not from that girl, not from her numerous guest appearances and various things, not even particularly because of her, her very celebrated uh, 43-year marriage to talk show host Phil Donahue. All right. But from her um, 1976 book, Free to Be You and Me, that was turned into a record album, turned into a television special, and for multiple times in the 1980s, my father, the director of the family, put on a school production and an amateur production of Free to Be You and Me. 
Oh wow! Holy crap! Free to be you what? and me. What? What Are was it? No. So, so like, I think that this is like, I think this is like He Man in that it is like a half <laughs> step ahead of me, like my generation. It because is because uh, I, I, I know a lot of people that are like five years older than me that are all into this. Love He-Man. Free to be you and me. Well, it was right before my time. So I was born in 1980 when she married Phil Donahue. Mm. Um, but uh, it came out in 1976. It was a very progressive for its time. And even for now, it was a children's book record special okay. sorry a bunch of celebrities um that said it is okay to be who you are and especially to break any gender stereotypes that are imposed upon you oops <laughs> <laughs> oh my a lot God. Of, so you had uh you had guests guest talent like um diana ross alan alda Mel Ooh. Brooks, Michael Jackson, Dick okay. Cavett, um, um, just a lot of like really big names, but you now and at the time, and they would do these little skits and they would sing songs. Rosie Greer, uh, the football player, did oh, yes. uh, "It's Okay to Cry," which you might have heard. Good for him. Good so, for all of us. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was very positive. It was like sometimes boys want to play with dolls, and that's cool. There are reasons for that. There was like, uh, and I, I I read a little bit about it um, the other day when I was doing research for this, and it was because Marlo Thomas went to a bookstore and found a book for kids, and it said, and on one side of the the book it said, boys can be pilots, and on the other side of the book it said, girls can be stewardesses. Okay, well, and, mm. and she's like, mm -mm, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fix that with with some music. Um, <laughs> it was enormously popular. To the point where, again, my dad did two versions of it. Uh, she followed it up with Free to Be a Family. Um, kind of the same thing, saying that families can be all sorts of different things. Um, and yeah, so it was that was a big part of my childhood, just because it, my dad had it in the house all the time. That's what and what I love is it's such an example of how far backwards we are sliding as a country. Um, because that was 1976. 1976. And 100% if someone was to re-release or like release, if for some cosmic reason that wasn't being released until right now, and maybe Jennifer Aniston was doing it since Jennifer Aniston's mother on Friends was played by Marlo Thomas. And honestly, <laughs> similar energies, perfect casting. Um, I think everyone would riot. Conservatives would riot. Republicans would riot. It would be a nightmare. And that I mean, was so long ago. They did a uh, the New York, I believe it was New York Post. Someone, I think it was New York Post, did a reappraisal of it in 2014. And they were like, this is demasculinizing boys. This is and and it, there it, that article itself generated a lot of negative feedback. Yeah, being like, sense. you're 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 a bunch of shitheads. Yeah, yep. that that's out. That sounds about right. Um, fuck that. But Marlo uh, Thomas her, her, herself is 86 years old and still acting. She is still constantly working. Um, yeah, I think she was in a Hallmark or Lifetime movie very recently. Last year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, what I love. 
So, like, the fact that they cast Marlo Thomas as Rachel Green's mother on Friends was so perfect because the arc of Rachel, like, Rachel is thrown into the arc of Anne Marie, essentially. Like, she doesn't want to be on her own. She wanted to get married and, like, live on Long Island, but she's thrown into it. And so it's, like, cool that, like, oh, the, when when her mother visits, it's, like, this, like, I don't know. It's just so cool. But what I also love, is that in season three, Phoebe wears a That Girl t-shirt. <laughs> that was mentioned in the Wikipedia article about <laughs> it. Like, because I, I uh, there's different things. It, it gets referenced a lot in, in pop culture. And that was one of those things that got mentioned is that Phoebe wore a That Girl t-shirt. It's in uh, the one with all the football season three. One of my favorite episodes of the entire series of Friends. Uh, now, but... The series uh, of that girl, if I can give a little little bit of background, yeah. um, Marlo Thomas, famously the daughter of Danny Thomas, mm-hmm. who I mentioned earlier, um, part of a showbiz family. There was at, there were very few people who were bigger than Danny Thomas. Yeah, as as far as productions, um, acting, performing, he was uh, philanthropy. He was involved in in, in everything, and uh, his daughter got into acting. She ended up uh, starring in Mike Nichols' Broadway production, or not Broadway, uh, British production of um, Barefoot in the Park. She Ooh, got a lot of attention. I can, yeah, I can imagine that. She got a lot of attention. They're like, the TV is like, we want to do something with you. She got offered, do you want to be a wife or a girlfriend? And they're like, and she's like, I don't want to be either one of those. So she helped she produced this show along with her father um and the whole point of it was it broke convention because this was a single person living in the city um do you want to be a wife or a daughter and she's like no i don't want to be either one of those it's like you're approaching me for the lead role of my own show and asking do you want to be an adjunct of another character exactly no so she this the show came around and it was groundbreaking, especially for the time, because this is a single woman in the mm-hmm. city. She has a boyfriend, but she doesn't necessarily rely on him for every anything or everything. No. And they never get married across the five seasons of the show, I do believe. Like they stay like yeah. they get engaged, but like there is never a like happy homemaker kind of thing. It is essentially the last she, after season four. She's like, I don't want to do this. They're like, stick around for one more season. They get engaged for the last season, but they don't get married. Like it is a proto Mary Tyler Moore in a way, which is also fun because the hair is very, (laughs) it's the same. I tried to do a, I tried to do the bottom flip curl with this wig, but the rest of it's curly. So you can't really tell. Uh, I, so like that girl was not a Nick and Knight show. It was a TV land show. And so I of course watched it on TV land and loved it. Watched it all the time. Every day, like summers every day. Uh, definitely had a crush on Donald. Thought he was adorable. Uh, still do. Handsome still, man. Still Mr. is adorable. T- Ted Bessel. Uh, and Ted Bessel yeah. went on to direct every episode of the Tracy Ullman show. Hmm. Good for him. What? Yeah. So people move. People do different stuff. Uh, I want to also point out that this is another show like Laverne and Shirley that had an animated spinoff. Ah, wait. <laughs> Do I know this? Wait, I... it, it was a TV special called That Girl in Wonderland, um, where Marlo Thomas did the voice. Uh, it was her character. It was Anne Marie from That Girl. 
But she got to take part in Wizard of Oz, Cinderella, Goldilocks, and Alice in Wonderland as an animated character. And I want to say this was 1971 when the when the show the show ended. It was 71 or 72. That's insane. Yeah, it was just one of those. Is things it canon? <laughs> yeah, is it in canon? <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, give me that shared universe. Uh, so yeah, uh, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be talking about. The That Girl episode Thanksgiving comes but once a year. Thankfully, it's the 11th episode of season two and was written by Peggy Elliott and directed by James Sheldon. And here is how Peacock, not Turkey, eh? Eh? Turkey, Peacock, Birds. <laughs> You're talking Turkey Streaming here, Bart. Talking Turkey. Describes the episode. Anne invites her and Don's parents for Thanksgiving. Ethan, how accurate is that episode? Does anything more happen? Yeah. <laughs> No, that's the only thing that happens. That, that it is a wonderful time had by all, and they all yep. leave, and there are no issues. Bye. <laughs> no, a lot of stuff happens. It's it's it feels like an old premise. Like invite there's dinner shenanigans and things go wackily awry, but I th- I feel like it did have its own spin to it. Well, um, what I love about this episode is like thinking about it in the context. So, yeah, like the premise of the show being Anne and Donald are professionals in New York City. I mean, like she's trying to be a Broadway star, but it's also 1967. So she can afford an apartment in Manhattan. You know, (laughs) Uh, uh, and I think he's in advertising because they're always in advertising. Um, I, I, I forget, but he's he's got a steady job. She takes a lot of temp jobs. Yeah. And like. So that on its own is very revolutionary. But then also the fact that they are a serious together couple who aren't married and aren't even engaged is also like interesting for the time. Because like as she was offered, women uh, Marla Thomas's age played daughters or young wives to older husbands. (laughs) (laughs) And so it is really cool that in 1967, we have got to get my uh, boobs up a little bit. Oh, geez. Um, uh, it's really cool that we have an episode like this that shows, you know, what it's like for young couples who like want to be starting their own traditions, but their parents are like, are you really serious about this person? And it's like, get with it. It's 1967. We don't have to be married to like be family. Like, it's really cool. And then uh, those, are, those are things that still happen now. Just, just thinking about my own life. Living with Megan, whose house do we go to for Christmas? Yes. Whose house do we go to for oh Thanksgiving? And and it does that hold every year. Do we always go to my parents for Thanksgiving? Do we always go to her family yeah. for Christmas? Is that the is that the case every single time? And we I think we have that discussion every single year. And what I love about this episode too is like uh that is also not even a plot that comes up very Looking at the structure of most sitcoms, that is even a plot line that doesn't come up that often because I feel like most sitcoms either star families wherein the Thanksgiving is always held at their house or it stars co-workers who are always like trying to get to a Thanksgiving or like it's friends. And for some reason, even though literally all of their families live in the tri-state area <laughs> they never see them on thanksgiving you know like <laughs> so like it, it's it's cool that there is this 
that this is a show starring a young couple who aren't married but are still committed and like are figuring out this thing that is very real still very and very accurate like there are so many moments in this episode that i adore uh that rings so much true and i i i I will say that i enjoyed the episode i didn't find it that funny like this isn't this isn't a roll down the stairs kind of laughing sitcom it's entertaining and it's funny and it has its it has its moments it's just a fun yeah no well and this show was created or show run by bill persky and sam denoff who come from the dick van dyke show yep and what is also what i find very fascinating is this is 1967 and this is the time when it's like if you ain't a genie a talking car or in a in a pow camp or a witch or a spy or batman like what are you doing on television <laughs> like tv is wild at this point and to have a show like that girl which is like you said i mean like it it is realistically funny like yeah. it is funny in the moments where like if this was happening in real life then it would be funny but otherwise like it's more concerned with just getting character relationships and emotions right and nothing is even really that heightened it's just really solid and very much unlike anything else that i think was on tv at that time and the even the laugh track was toned down oh yeah there were yeah. just kind of chuckles rather than uproarious although explosions of laughter bitch there is one moment in this episode that gets me going uh so <laughs> the episode uh starts with donald is on the phone with his mother and he's like i can't take time off of work you know i want to spend it with Anne marie and then uh donald's mother calls her a perfectly strange girl because <laughs> they because she's a single woman in the city mm -hmm. they they don't have much of an opinion of her they they've met her well, the dad keeps saying who's Anne. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the the joke too of the of this of the series is the cold open always ends with oh that girl that girl yeah who's who's, who's Anne? oh that girl and so like they want him to well, he's like, okay, well, can I bring Anne to St. Louis? And the concession from the mother is like, well, I like, I'd rather have both of you than lose lose you all together. Which raise your hand if you have heard something very similar to that in your life. Like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's that, that's that's reality. This is yeah. playing to the truth. That is the and well, and then I also love the. So the cold open ends with, you know, the dad being like, who is who is Anne Marie? And her, she grabs a picture frame. She's like, we met her last year in New York. And he she takes up the photo and then unfolds it and hands it to him. And she has taken a photo of Donald and Anne, folded Anne out of it and framed just the half with Donald on it. Which is oof. <laughs> that's, that's some Lucille Bluth level stuff. I love that. <laughs> Um, the opening credits, Ethan, don't you love the city? Yeah, 1960s New York is uh, before the before all the weird troubles of the uh, Times Square porn theaters, which people do remember fondly. Well, yeah, like before and then before it swung the other way. Yeah, to like, like, you know, Disney store and etc. Although now I'm like, it's kind of like in the middle, considering that you don't know who is underneath that Elmo mask. 
Is and that Katniss Everdeen or is that a felon? You'll never you, know. You trust the bubblegum sh- shrimp factory? No. And you trust the Hard Rock Cafe anymore? Who are their heroes? No. It is. Yeah, Times Square sucks. But what I love is like we see, you know, I really love that we see the Met Opera. That always gets me because she's like walking through the like a uh, big because po- Seb, my husband, will notice and like, oh, I, I remember those productions. <laughs> he knows about them. He didn't see them. He's my age. They don't. I, I I was kind of surprised that they didn't do big sweeping locations. They're very focused on her. Yeah. Oh, so, she's that girl. She's that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So even that the, the Metropolitan Opera, it was you don't see the the surroundings. You see no. her walking along these 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 boards. The, yeah. The, 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 the advertisements. advertisements. But she's dead center. Um, and they do th- the same thing at the end, which is which was includes her going at the end of a pier by herself. Yeah. It's it's a very empty city that she lives in. Uh, I believe that great. she was they 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 established in canon that she's on the Upper East Side. Um, OK, that makes sense. Nice area. Lovely. Oh, just great. Love, I love, went love, up love. there all that much. Maybe the museums, but I rarely ever went up there. I go to Upper West more. Yeah, because I, I, I used to live in Morningside. Yeah. So uh, I also really like that this episode was written by a woman, Peggy Elliott. I should have looked her up more and seen what else she did. Just because, so like women writing sitcoms was rare uh, in the 50s and 60s. Like they would be part of writing teams usually, but to have like a lone woman writing. And I know this because when Mary Tyler Moore started, uh, James L. Burroughs and Alan Burns, James L. Brooks and Alan Burns, surprisingly enough, wanted to hire women to write for Mary Tyler Moore. And they, I mean, they got like the one that they knew that was a sitcom writer. And then it was like, taking cult submissions, pulling in comedians, basically like hiring women and teaching them how to write a sitcom script, Hmm. which was so cool. And mostly like shit, like here's the, the format, you know, like indent this many times, et cetera. So I just, I love that this episode was written by a woman, which means that like, I don't know, like, I think that explains why it does feel so idiosyncratic and true to life. I'm looking at the other things that she did. She did eight episodes of That Girl. She did eight episodes of Love American Style. One oh, episode of one episode of Happy Days. Five episodes of The Odd Couple, and five episodes of The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Wow! And you want? And I'm sure she coasted off of those royalties for a long time. I am sure. She also did He and She with Richard Benjamin, which is another production by Bill Persky and Sam Denoff. Oh, great! Um. Which I I was I was gonna suggest maybe we try to find that for an, an uh, another episode because it's Richard ben- Benjamin and Paula Prentice and he is a comic book artist who creates a superhero character and they make it into a TV show. Oh, well. and the guy who who's playing Jetman in the TV show is an asshole. Uh, this is right after. Um, that girl this is 1968 what whoa but like yeah i just found out about this while i was uh okay that sounds that sounds wild i wonder if it's i wonder if it is a better representation of what it's like to work on a comic book than bob (laughs) which we should do uh more the entire series of bob honestly um 
So then the episode starts. The first scene of the episode is uh, Anne-Marie's father, Lou, comes over carrying a briefcase full of laundry that <laughs> that her mom like insists on doing every week. Yeah, it's it, everything fits in a, a briefcase, not a suitcase, a yeah. briefcase. <laughs> it feels like and like the the vibe of it is it is Anne-Marie is kind of just like giving blouses to her dad, like here, <laughs> have yeah. her do this. Like I, she apparently loves doing this. She needs to feel like she's taking care of me. OK, cool. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> then then the, oh, I was going to say this is when we get. Thanksgiving drama. We have the Thanksgiving drama because um, this is her first Thanksgiving alone. She doesn't want to do the family Thanksgiving at uh, her her parents' place. I think her parents are in Long Island. Yeah, they're on Long Island. Yeah, where you can have a big house, you know. They do. They Um, do. I've seen it. (laughs) and, And he has his tradition. His tradition is goose, cooked goose with oyster stuffing. So this is another thing, and I wish I could remember, but because I I watch so many holiday episodes in years when I'm not horrifically depressed, uh, the whole goose, the whole the whole oyster versus sage stuffing thing comes up in a lot of sitcom Thanksgiving episodes from this time period. Is it manufactured drama? It sounds like manufactured drama. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like it is a it is a point that they make, just like how. Uh, um, uh, God, the the aluminum Christmas trees is <laughs> mentioned as being like a sign that you're a devil worshiper in every sitcom of the 60s and like 70s. It comes up. I feel like it comes up more in sitcoms than it ever did in real life. But it is like one of those recurring things. And now look, we look back and aluminum Christmas trees are worth billions of dollars. <laughs> Who's having the last laugh now? Yeah. Me you, and Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's like, I want to have Donald over. Uh, but, you know, because she's like, we do have lives of our own. And it's time that we show our independence. Like, she's asserting herself. And that girl, you be that bitch. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. Yeah. Marlo Thomas. God, that's a good SNL sketch right there. Her dad splits hairs. He says, well, Don's not family. Oh, yeah. Well, neither are you and mom. I know. I love that. Like, you know, technically I'm the only one that's that's related to both of you. And that's why we want you over so badly. I love I really love her dad. Uh, Her dad, uh, her dad, her dad, Lou, was played by an actor named Lou, Lou Parker, uh, who unfortunately passed away uh, the year after the show ended. Oh no! But, yeah, he is great in this. He did he did more episodes of this show than uh, the actor playing her mother, uh, Rosemary DeCamp. Yeah, because usually it's her dad is coming into the city, so he's in it a lot more. Uh, and so, like Anne Marie's, like let's have dinner here together, which is a classic Thanksgiving episode plot of like the person who's like I'm gonna host that. And now that I have been. You know, I now that I have been I have hosted thanks. Well, I'm being way too generous now that my husband <laughs> has hosted Thanksgiving a couple of times. Like I now understand Thanksgiving is an insane holiday in terms of like. Sweat, like in terms of just like <laughs> she work, it is crazy it how is. long it takes to make all this food. 
your entire oven is monopolized by whatever bird you eat or yeah. ham that you eat. Now, I know that Seb doesn't eat partake of the uh, he was still deboning turkeys for me <laughs> so that's that's when you know you found mr rot my mom uh, had the idea of, of getting just a, a deli platter of yeah. of sliced turkey breast the same kind that you'd slice up thin for sandwiches and that works perfectly for us yeah i <laughs> so they they like have to then convince their parents and this isn't like i love this little scenelet of Anne marie and donald talking to their parents on the phone but all like four sides of these two conversations are edited like on top of each other which is like you know one's answering a question that the other one asked and it's all very like you're really like trying to get them uh and I, I love, so like one of Donald's lines is, so how do you figure that me asking you to come to New York is me rejecting you? <laughs> Which, again, perfect. Realistic and relatable. I love that his parents kept looking for little crumbs that he was going to propose and settle down yeah. and get married to Anne, who her father couldn't remember from before that his son was dating anybody. But her, her his mother is like, Oh, this means they're getting serious. And she's excited about it. Her family is like, are you going to have the oyster stuffing? Yeah. <laughs> All I care about is the oyster stuffing. My favorite part of the scene, though, is when it cuts to both of the moms side by side. And they both say, we don't know what prompted it, but they both say in unison, but I was only trying to help. Which is like the most mom thing a mom can say. <laughs> That is the the motto on the coat of arms of mothers yeah. everywhere. I was only <laughs> trying to help. Yeah, it said in a very passive aggressive way. Oh boy. <laughs> uh yeah, and so then you know, they decide, yeah, well, we're going. We're going to New York City for Thanksgiving. Oh boy. Coming in. She's gonna do Saint it. St. Louis. St. Louis. Which I mean, I have my husband and I have driven to St. Louis from New York City many a time for Thanksgiving. So they didn't, but they didn't fly. They. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Did they drive? He he says that he he's he doesn't like planes. Her, her dad. Doesn't. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, that's a 16 hour drive. You can do it in a day. You just got to buckle yeah. down. Although back then, I have no idea. It might be it probably was even longer. Um, My parents, when they drove out to, for my wedding in Illinois, which is a 15 hour drive, they made it a two day drive. Well, I think, yeah, if you want to like luxuriate 
treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the the sixteen hour is like you wake up at four and you get there at ten. I love like that. It is a lot, which is fun. I love road trips. We wake I up. Love them. Yeah, we wake up about three. We get in the, on the road about three thirty, and then we just drive, drive, drive. We stop in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, for Wawa. Here's a plug for Wawa. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. Um, and then so we the- just drive the whole way. Get there at six o'clock, seven o'clock. It's fine. I love it. I love the holidays. Uh, so then now that now that it's been established, we are going to Anne Marie's. Donald's mom is now mailing silverware. Because she doesn't trust Anne Marie. Anne Marie is still that girl. Yeah, she's still that girl. She, but because Donald's mom doesn't know that she's that girl. She just, she just thinks that she's that girl. She's that, that girl. Huh? Uh, so she's mailing silverware. And then like, but then Anne Marie's parents are mailing her oyster stuffing. They brought over. She, he brings it over also in the same briefcase. Um, yeah. So they're trying to come up with the menu, and 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 she says that her favorite thing is the baked prune and broccoli pudding. <laughs> is that a thing? I'm going to look it up because I, I I don't think it is because I think that sounds awful. <laughs> so the, while you're doing that, there was a joke I really liked when they're planning the meal, where you know. He's like, well, let's just just do something for everyone like that will make it work. So for my dad, do a mincemeat pie for my mom, do I can't like some do corn. Uh, And then for me and then Anne cuts him off like there's no room in the oven for you, (laughs) which which. Good joke. Everyone had to make sacrifices. She says Mm -hmm. everyone has to make sacrifices, but in the end. They don't. She she her plan is to make everybody's favorite stuff. Yeah, and so she, in order to do that, they, like, go test the oven by, like, putting the pots in there, which on it, like, feels like an expert-level Thanksgiving host move to mm-hmm. take all of the, the pans that you're expecting to use and test and see if they all fit in the oven. I would not have thought to do that. And um, one of them doesn't. She has to go next door because she says the 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 chicken, the turkey, chicken, well, the turkey will fit in the neighbor's oven which she is house sitting for she yeah, has she's key. got a key they're gone she is going to be the one who who puts the the turkey in the the oven foreshadowing conflict and weirdness Ooh, good, later good. on yeah well and also so like right here i want to point out like donald at this point after she like gets everything sorted out i was like i can use that oven he just like holds her and says that he's proud of her and it isn't a joke, and he doesn't utter cut it with anything. He's just like, I'm proud of you. And I'm like, is Donald the perfect TV boyfriend? Uh, maybe. Uh, no, the perfect TV boyfriend is the boyfriend from uh, the Paul Lynn show. Oh, right. Yeah. Was his that- name Ted? I can't remember. I forget. He was a big idiot, but he had money. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so I, I just really like that. Then the mailman drops by and like, he like hands over an envelope that stinks and then uh, Donald's like, oh, it's it's marjoram. And he's like, oh, you can't mail that. Like, no, it's like a You're spice. You're under arrest. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's a spice. It's like salt and pepper. Why would someone mail you salt and pepper? Because soup wouldn't stay in the envelope. That's the same argument for mailing anthrax. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, it's you're mailing powder through the yeah. mail. That's a horrible <laughs> idea in any decade. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But, so then it is. Oh, then it's. But, but then dad stops by because oh, da- yeah. dad's bringing over tablecloth and napkins. 
because no one trusts that girl yeah to put on an, <laughs> an appropriate thanksgiving and i do like that he that lou is like no like this like bringing over table and napkins is trying to help that is showing off pointing to the silverware like he's like <laughs> both parents are doing the exact same thing and he's like no what we're doing is helping they're showing off because they had they stamped their their initial they have an on the H. silverware Oh. What are they afraid that she'll steal it? <laughs> Don's parents. Oh. So then it is the big day. Thanksgiving Day. I, in my notes, I have it has its own heading. Yeah, it day. is Thanksgiving. It is the big show. Big show is uh, here, baby. So Don's parents are there. Don's parents yeah. are there. Well, no, Anne's parents get there first. Oh, Anne's then, parents get there first. Yeah, and so like they they get there and. Then uh, Anne is like running back and forth to apartments. She goes over to the other apartment because she has to put in the mince, the mince pie. But did you did you catch this bit? She says, I have to go baste the turkey that shows her going into the other apartment, pulling down the the uh, the oven door, pulling the turkey out, smelling it, smiling, putting it back in the oven and closing the door and not basting it at all. Well, you know, <laughs> this, this turkey was going to be dry. She's the, trying. And she doesn't know how to, she, she has to make little holes in the mince pie. And it, it's rock working. solid. So she, frozen. I love this. And she's like, basically like grabs a hammer and a screwdriver, I think, and uses it as like a chisel. Yep. She, I love that. She knows that in her neighbor's house, they have a hammer and a screwdriver. In the kitchen. Bomp, bomp, bomp. Yeah. Well, it's, when we watched um, Ozzy and Harriet, they, were, they had a, a tiny hammer in the kitchen there, oh, too. Oh, right, yeah. That was a yeah. thing. I guess if you need hammers, if you need it, I don't know. Because, I mean, our hammer is in our toolbox, which is in, like, the yeah. cabinet in the hallway. So it's like you have to go, you know, you, don't, you we're not just opening up a drawer and pulling out a hammer. I have a hammer sitting right here that's been out for about a month because I've, I've wanted to mm. hang up a, a Mad Hatter picture that I have, one of the original, like, cell drawings and i haven't done it for a month and the hammer has just been sitting here well Fun so fact. you are ready you're ready for thanksgiving is <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm as ready as she is as that so girl then, so then she goes back and her parents are like trying to smell what she's cooking and she's like oh what do you smell and they're like well like cedar and she's like yep. yeah it's like i've sprayed room spray she calls it to hide the cooking odors yes to hide the uh, curiosity, too. Yeah. And that is when Don's parents arrive. <laughs> Don's parents arrive. Um, I love Don's them. parents are played by uh, Mabel Albertson and George Cesar. And I love George Cesar. Oh. And it's it's interesting because not the way that you love, like, Paul Lind or... Or not or, the way... Or, or, <laughs> Or not but, the way that I love Lou. Uh, I think he's also handsome. So whatever. <laughs> so the dads, they, they immediately the dads are oil and water. Yeah, the dads because are. Anne Marie's dad was Air Force, and Don's dad was infantry. That was all you need to know about them. <laughs> but there's a moment where she says, "Can I get someone, any anyone, something to drink?" And her dad says, "I'll have, I'll have something." And her and Don's dad says, I don't drink, which itself is funny because George Cesar, the actor, 
played a drunk townsperson in a ton of stuff, <laughs> including Seven Faces of Dr. Lau, which is where oh. I remember him from. It's, it's, it's one of those, like, I'm going to take a sip of, of my drink, see something wacky, look at the Ooh. bottle, oh. throw the bottle over my shoulder because I've seen too, I've drunk too much. Uh, super cut of just those moments. Those are the best. Would love them. I do That's like that. On top of any Sunday. I love them. They're like, uh, Don's mom comes and and uh, they say, I think Anne says like, oh, did you have any trouble finding the building? And Don's mother's like, oh, no, your building stands out like a sore thumb. <laughs> it's like, God, I love this mom. This mom is great. It's like, oh, you're oh, you're from the Midwest, St. Louis, where there are no big buildings. Ugh. In 1968? Ugh. I'm also like, how does a building stick out like a sore thumb? It's a building. The UN building. Yeah. No. Anne lives in the UN building. Upper East Side. Yes. Okay. Well, so what was this joke? Uh, so, like, they say Air Force and infantry. And then, so then Lou says, I was in, I, does he say I had or I was in 10 operations? Lou said I was in 10, I, I, I like 10 missions. We, but so, he's, yeah, operations is what he, he said. Operations, and then he then Don's dad said, "Funny, you don't like you don't look like you have a, a mark on you." And then Anne Marie's dad says, "I had dysentery." What is the joke there? The joke is that yes, he he was out of most danger because he wasn't infantry. He wasn't getting shot at the same way that Don's dad was. Yeah, but. But he he still can say, oh, it wasn't all, you know, it wasn't all easy for me. I had dysentery. Yeah, okay. I thought it I thought that they were maybe trying to play a pun on operation and operation. Oh. Uh, like I had 10 operations, you don't have a mark on you, but then I had dysentery. Which but like that was like this doesn't make sense. So it reminds me there there was uh back in the old Vietnam days of Doonesbury. They mm -hmm. one of the characters went to Vietnam, BD, and in one panel, he's he's lying in a in a hospital bed and someone comes over and says, we're giving you the purple heart for being wounded. And as the guy leaves, BD says, I cut my finger on a beer can. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. It's like, yeah, I wasn't in any danger. I got, you know, food. I had dysentery. I, I had bad poops, <laughs> which is horrible. Uh, <laughs> well, then, you know, then while Anne is like cooking and stuff, we get Don's parents bragging about Don, Anne's parents bra bragging about Anne, lots of passive aggression. Oh, boy. These whole families are, like I said, oil and water. They mm -hmm. are they're very frosty to each other. They're very biting. Uh, but as all this is happening, uh, Anne realizes that realizes that she's stuffed the turkey with the oyster stuffing, and she stuffed the goose with the chestnut stuffing. And, uh, and then my favorite part of the episode that makes me just cackle every time is because she's like running, she runs across, like takes out a spoon. Oh no, oysters. It runs back. It's like, oh no, Sage, what am I? And then she like, <laughs> like takes a paper bag that is on her and like then just scoops some of it and then just grabs the turkey and then just starts shaking <laughs> shaking the turkey so all this so then she just has a paper bag full of stuffing which is and which is just, which is soaking through the bag yeah itself. it is greasy and i just 
Uh, shake that goose. I love, I love that moment so much. Never shake a goose because yeah. it's such. It's just such like great heightened physical comedy. I love that. So she uh, she goes to swap the stuffings, and then what happens? She's locked out. Yep, she forgot the key. The in key. In her panic, that girl left the keys in her neighbor's apartment. Damn. And so then, of course, the dads are fighting to see who can help first. They both charge at the door and get stuck. At the door yeah. to the hallway, it's, you know, Don's dad is like, I have this old army trick. I'm going to bust down the door. Well, first he says, does, does she have a lock pick or a yeah. gym? <laughs> and, and her dad goes, why would she have that? And, and her dad's like, I'm from a hardware. I work in a hardware store. We have those. <laughs> and so then like Donald's dad is like, I'm going to bust down this door. And Ann's dad's like, well, I'm going to go up to the roof, which Air Force and infantry. Yeah, infantry See? straight ahead. Air Force goes up. Goes up. Yeah, so smart. The issue, Peggy. the issue that comes around is that Don's dad can't bust down the door, and Ann's dad gets stuck in the window. Yeah. So, and also the and I also another trope, getting locked out of the apartment where the food is cooking and burning. Yeah, that's also in the fir- uh, season one's uh, Friends Thanksgiving episode, which I love the jokes in that episode um so then donald comes home to firemen running like past him like four (laughs) like a lot of firemen and then he gets up to like where ann's apartment is and he sees his own mother on the floor cleaning up i'm assuming where they had to take an axe to the door handle of the neighbor's door yep because the, the turkey was smoking like, just imagine, like, like Donald's like, oh, great, I'm coming home to Thanksgiving. It's going to be, you know, my parents, Anne's parents. And you get there and it's like firemen and your mother's cleaning up broken shards of wood from a, from a door. And different firemen are carrying Anne's dad down oh, right, yeah. the roof <laughs> where he has hurt his back. Don's dad has a his arm in a sling where he kept trying to bust down the door with his shoulder. But these New York doors did not bust. No, they didn't. Because New York, we're tough. <laughs> so tough. Stronger uh, than the storm. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Good times. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, That's how I met my wife. Hurricane Sandy? Yeah. It was Hurricane Sandy. I, I, it's the um, where we had Hurricane Sandy and everything was a mess and there was no power on the bottom half of Manhattan. And I'm like, I really feel like I need to get out of town and megan's like hey why don't you come to chicago oh and that's where we met we had our first date and two years later we got married wow stronger than you weren't stronger than the storm but it turned out for the i was stronger than the storm in your own way uh so then now we're at the end of thanksgiving dinner we cut to that and everyone's uh and makes a speech that she's grateful even though basically every dish was destroyed like she does say that like my mince pie was washed out by the window by the fireman uh her dad said that he got one slice of the turkey yeah um there was plenty of plum and uh broccoli pudding though yes yeah that Uh, sounds gross everyone just Uh, wants to eat Everyone just well, wants to leave. He's like, and, and I just want to let everyone know there will be no dessert. And everyone applauds. 
it was a disaster. No one got what they wanted, except for the people who like the plum and, and broccoli pudding, I guess. And good for her. She that girl. <laughs> and so then uh, the, the stinger of the episode is all the, the parents just like trying to get away, trying to just like leave without like drawing attention to the fact that they're definitely going to go have dinner. Um, This was this episode aired on Thanksgiving. This was oh. a Thursday night Thanksgiving. Yes, episode. it was a Thursday night show. And uh, it happened the same day as the Dacto battle in Vietnam. I just want to bring up that uh, while this was happening on the Upper East Side, the Battle of Dacto uh, was happening in, in Vietnam. Um, that girl. That girl. The uh, I don't. So the, the episode ends. They're, go, they're all going to go out to eat. Um, but. And then the end credits roll, and I saw that the gowns were by Cardinale. Ooh. And I looked up, I'm like, who's Cardinale? Cardinale was uh, the the name of Marilyn Lewis, who's, who doesn't have her own Wikipedia entry, but her husband, oh. minor actor Harry Lewis, does, because he was the, he founded the chain of hamburger Hamlet restaurants. Okay. <laughs> and Let then me... she's like, I'm going to do gowns. And she did. I love uh, that. Yeah, she did these ready-to-wear 60s uh, nice I love... See, I love so much of what Amory is wearing in this episode. At one point, she's wearing a pink, purple, and yellow. It's like scale pattern, like, jumpsuit. (laughs) It's like... And then another point, she's wearing, like, a bumblebee mod dress. It's just black and yellow stripes with, like, a yellow flower on the front. I love all that stuff. And Barb Hardly is going to move into that direction... At some point, your mod era. But yeah, I mean, like I want to, but I feel like that's like I need to, I need to go, I need to work with a designer. Oh boy, ooh. Uh, Because right now I'm just buying junk on Amazon and putting it on. But you're dolling it up with feathers and rhinestones. Yeah, which is what RuPaul said. She doesn't want to see any fucking H and M on this runway. And if you do have it, you better rhinestone that shit. Yeah, Drag Race UK season two. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for some must-have facts? Oop, hold on. Oh, no. All right, my microphone got unplugged. <laughs> Are you ready for some must-have facts? I'm ready for these must-have facts. Wow. So, I mean, like, I don't know how many million people watched this episode because it was not in the top 40 for the week. So it was definitely less than, like, 18 million. I, I which is Much like Odyssey and Harriet, this was another show that didn't really crack the top 30. Yeah. Uh, the five, the top five shows of this week of television, though, were number five, The Red Skelton Show, four, Gunsmoke, three, The Andy Griffith Show, two, Bonanza, and number one, The Lucy Show. What is the difference between Bonanza and Gunsmoke? One is, uh, a family show and Gunsmoke is, uh, not family show. I don't know. Is that, is that accurate? No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't know. But just hey, westerns, baby. Uh, no, the ABC Thursday night lineup. Holy shit! Starting <laughs> off with Batman. Ooh, the, the second Batman episode of the week, right? It was Wednesday and Thursday on ABC. Yeah, it was an ABC show. Uh, Batman followed by The Flying Nun, followed by Bewitched, Screen Gems power duo then that girl then peyton place and then good company so like heavy hitters on abc thursday night heavy hitters 
And Be- Bewitched was like a top 20 show this season. So like, poor that girl didn't didn't retain. But all the hanging out in the wings is Lucy again. Lucy is there. She's lurking. She's Ready like, I ain't going nowhere. She uh, it was filmed at Desi. That girl was filmed at Desi Lou Studios. I feel like that makes sense. This was I feel like Danny Thomas was friends with them. It makes sense. Well, he, Danny Thomas was a Desi Lou show. Oh boy. Oy. I know uh, Dick Van Dyke was, but um. So uh, what are you what are you watching? What am I watching? What are you watching on ABC? Is that girl? Is so first of all, it is Thanksgiving night, nineteen sixty-seven. It's so Thanksgiving, so yeah. So if you're not, are you watching, watching new television? Are you watching the Detroit Lions play on Thanksgiving like they always oh, do? I don't know. God, uh, it is ABC. Is that girl? And now, what I liked is this newspaper. I found had a little bit of uh, editorializing to their uh, descriptions. So uh, at ABC, uh, that girl. That girl tries to make everyone happy for Thanksgiving. Don's parents want him in St. Louis for the holiday. Her parents want her home. And Don and Anne want to be together. So she decides to entertain everyone. Straightforward. That's actually yeah. a really detailed yeah. description. We usually don't yeah. get those that long. On CBS, Thursday night movie, PT 109, 1963. <laughs> and now, the taste of CBS and running PT 109 on the Thursday night movie the day after the anniversary of President Kennedy's assassination is questionable. Nevertheless, they are running the film with Cliff Robertson as the young Kennedy commanding a PT boat in the Pacific during World War II. Others in the cast, Robert Culp, Grant Williams, Ty Harden, and James Gregory. Come for them. Really? Like CBS? <laughs> Seriously? No, thank you. Uh, and then NBC, Ironside. Ironside refuses to believe that a popular folk singer jumped to her death from the Golden Gate Bridge because she had written him a letter of encouragement after he was shot. So he heads for the psychedelic daffodil where the girl was about to play an engagement and finds plenty of suspects, including Guy Stockwell, Michael Constantine, and Barbara Rhodes. Michael Constantine? So are you watching that girl, PT-109, Ironside, or spending time with your family? Well, I'm not going to tell my family to leave so I could watch Ironside, but if it was another night, I'd probably watch Ironside. <laughs> I don't I'm know. A, that was pretty good. I, this was a good episode. Oh, and I'm watching that girl. I'm obsessed with that girl. If I'm a closeted gay in 1967, like I'm probably living for Myra Thomas every week. I think it's more of a like Ironside, the description of Ironside, where the go to the uh, psychedelic the, daffodil, psychedelic daffodil. I want to know more about how the psychedelic scene is being presented on NBC on Thanksgiving night. <laughs> You're going to make me look up that episode. Psychedelic um, God, Ironside. I love that. Late 60s, baby. Well, Ironside is Raymond Burr, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Homosexuals. Getting it done okay. in 1967. Yeah, I'm watching that girl. Definitely not watching PT 109 because I'm offended. How um, I'm 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 looking up to see. Oh, it's kind of like a Twiggy esque folk singer, of course. Um, I don't know. Are you? There's a whole the whole article about this. I wanted to see if there was like a a cool uh, a cool band playing like. You know, oh we, yeah, like uh, Boyce and Heart or something. Well, we got like the yeah. Chocolate Watch Band or like, or, 
alarm a strawberry clock. alarm clock. Yeah. Or like, it would be amazing to be like, well, who's that band? That's the Jefferson airplane. But yeah. <laughs> I would just love to see them, you know, play. They would do that kind of stuff. They probably got like a house band to be like, yeah. you know, some actors to strum fake guitars that aren't plugged in. I love it. Uh, on IMDb 55, that girl, those girl, those girls, those girls, I don't know. 55 uh, viewers of the show uh, rated this, <laughs> some girls rated this an 8.1 out of 10. Higher, lower, and why should it be way higher? <laughs> i'd go i was gonna say like a little lower maybe like a 7.8 7.9 but that's splitting hairs again i'm like, at a nine nine point five you me. were rolling on the floor with this episode enough to well, just a- to, like i just so this is a five star thanksgiving episode for me okay. so five star is 10 the number so like you know when you scale it up so therefore 9.5 yeah i would say at least a nine like i just i think that it's just such a good episode of that girl it's got really tight writing very realistic especially for the time period except for her enormous apartment her apartment is the same size as like the brady bunch house i don't know if that maybe that was the case you know i i don't know uh i don't know honestly (laughs) Um, it's a big apartment I don't know how big apartments were in the 19th. Well, I have seen Barefoot in the Park, the movie, and that apartment is tiny. So maybe. Have you seen uh, the apartment in the apartment? Yes. Not yeah, big. Yeah. Not big. Oh, God. That movie. Uh, who had the must-see performance? George Cesar as the dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Marla Thomas is clearly great. Everyone is great. I mean, I think I might have to give it, though, to Donald's mom just because, I mean, like, she was <laughs> cutting, cutting Anne-Marie down, taking no prisoners, <laughs> reading her down beneath the ground. Loved it. Mabel Albertson. Work Mabel Albert- Albertson. Um, uh, uh, Anne's mom, Rosemary DeCamp, was a kind of a throwback to something that we had seen in in one of the, our our first episodes when we started doing this as as co-hosts. Mm. We uh she was in Life of Riley, the movie. Oh. The first season where it was where it was starring um uh Jackie Gleason. Oh. But when uh uh William Bendix came back, she got the axe and she got replaced. Oh. Boom. Well, she got this. She got this. She's fine. Uh, And must other people see this episode, especially at Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is this is like like almost platonic ideal of a Thanksgiving episode of television. It's just delightful. You can imagine that no as as bad as your Thanksgiving could be. It probably was not as bad as having the fire apartment break down your neighbor's door that you were. for. Oh, God. Like. And also, oh my God, there's also a Christmas episode where her neighbors go out of town and Anne Marie is is the victim of a ticket scalping scam. So like, apparently, like the whole thing is like scout, like people go and try to, they buy scalp tickets and find I can't. It, it's a weird thing where it's just like the people, the the criminals are trying to find out: Are they going to be home 
at the time that the oh yeah they they scout the tickets Anne Marie gets it and so then this person now knows this person ain't gonna be at home at this time oh. and they get their they get her address somehow I don't know basically that's the, that's the Home Alone scam that's how the Wet Bandits worked yeah. And so what happens is that Anne Marie is getting them for her neighbors. And so she gives them the neighbor's address. And then she realizes like the cops or someone are like, you're yeah, they're going to now rob you. And so then her and Donald have to break in. One of the cops is Joe Pesci. And you can tell because he's got this gold tooth, tooth, this gold tooth that just animates and glows. And you know that he is up to something later and in the then movie. you don't just put out Joe Pesci in the beginning of a movie and never use him again. He is. And bad. then uh, Jim neighbors is always standing next to him and he's got huge sideburns and toboggan oh. and uh, he's, he has tape around his hands because oh he's God. actually the sticky bandit anyway. <laughs> um, uh, have you ever bought scalp tickets? Wait, have I ever watched bought scalp tickets? Oh, uh, my mom did when I was a child. To they, I can't remember to what Sesame Street on Ice. I mean, it would have been. I don't think it was Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour because I do. I think she bought those at Kroger. The second mm. concert I ever saw was Huey Lewis in the News after a Sounds baseball game, which is the Ooh. Nashville minor league team. Uh, the third concert I saw was Hootie and the Blowfish Fairweather Johnson tour. Hmm. But you pay for those um, tickets. I think so. Oh, no. So, okay. No, I forgot the other reason that my family has uh, tickets. I think I do not care about at all. UT volunteers season tickets, season passes like they would get the the college football. Um, So definitely like selling scout. Yeah, they they were all up in. I see. I get you. I hear you. Well, are you a scalper? I'm not a scalper, although I did buy, I want to say about tickets to Guster. Oh, um, scalp tickets to Guster or maybe it was foreigner. I, I want to say it was Guster. Very different. Opposite ends of rock and roll. It was college, you know, you know, can't always get the tickets. Fafa, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ethan, where can people find you if they want to share Thanksgiving recipes? Check me out on EthanK55 at Gmail. Uh, no, not. Oh, my God. Give your email. Give your email. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do that. It's EthanK55 uh, on Instagram and EthanK.BlueSky.BlahBlahBlah at BlueSky. I've been posting just nonsense. I found a picture of Joe Besser doing dishes. <laughs> and it, it's captioned Joe Besser at home doing dishes. I've just been posting that on repeat on different social media platforms. Cause I think it's really funny that Joe Besser, it just, someone took Polaroids of Joe Besser doing dishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, God. Such. Good. How about you? Where, where are you? Where are you? Uh, you can find Barb Hardly on Instagram at Barb Hardly. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel at Barb Hardly, where I am doing a lot of video content because you got to do something to stoke the creative juices and fight off the despair. Um, I most recently did a 13 minute uh, episode about the Marvels and the X-Men. Still haven't so. seen the Marvels yet. Going uh, so. 
now I have to go to San Antonio. Not that I have to. I'm going to San Antonio because I want to go to San Antonio, but I'm not going to be able to see the Marvels until Ooh. I get back. Boo. People it's will be home. Fun. Don't try to rob the house. No. Uh, and yeah, so thanks everybody for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, you know, if you if you celebrate. Uh if you uh and Please uh, write and leave reviews on Acast. Wait, what the fuck? Leave reviews on iTunes. Thank you, Acast. Also, like, email. Hop on the YouTube. Subscribe. Leave comments that we will read. Nice ones, please. Okay? Jeez. Um, and, I mean, what? that's about, like, everything. I just I just, I just really like talking to you. Aww. 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 Well, everyone, have a happy Thanksgiving, you too, Barb. And yes. we'll, we'll talk to you once we are back, when we'll figure yeah. out what kind of show we'll do from the 1970s. 70s for Christmas. Hold on to your butts. It's going to get even more glamorous. It's going to get jolly in here. Yeah. Holly jolly. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.